Good morning. Today is the 10th, 10-year anniversary of me buying Bitcoin. Holy shit. Wow. I tweeted out, started building a position in Bitcoin on Tuesday at $253. Makes me feel stupid and a genius at the same time. Hashtag what else is new? Same shit happens at 34K. <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, boy. Uh, and the, I, I checked out, uh, so this was tweeted out on November 7th. Today's November 5th. I figured out what day Tuesday was back when I tweeted that. And apparently Tuesday was November 5th. So here we are. Never uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. Here we are. So 10 years ago today. And when I started doing a little research for this, uh, I was going to do an episode about 10 years. What does it mean? How does that happen? I dug through my email and it's just you and me going back and forth about Bitcoin (laughs) for weeks. You're the only and it's just you. So I'm like, man, I was about to record this episode. When I saw that, I was like, no way. I got to get you on here, even if it is 6.30 in the morning, (laughs) which it is. Another day in the life over here. We're squeezing it in. And uh, yeah, I wanted to go through. I got all sorts of fun emails uh, from back when we first discovered Bitcoin. (laughs) Two words. (laughs) 2013, right? I was three years out of college and Uh starting to make a couple dollars. Yep. And you were hitting me up about this tech that I kind of barely somewhat understood, but you seemed to really know what was going on somehow. And I kind of <laughs> followed your uh, followed your lead and ended up uh, moving some bucks into it. And at the time, that was a lot of money, man. A lot of money. Definitely. It was. And, you know, we probably threw we threw a few grand at it. I bought 10 Bitcoin. That's what I remember was my thing. So at 253, that was 2,500 bucks. Uh, and uh, I got caught my first Bitcoin right there. Uh, we'll go through a few charts, and actually, let's let's bring up the chart here. This is this is Bitcoin on November fifth, twenty thirteen, where I bought my first. And you know, I don't think I even actually knew about. First of all, I didn't know there was a halving. I don't of think course. I knew what that was yet. No chance. I, I was. This was like entry. I had like dipped my toe in the rabbit hole, right? Um, and so also, I don't know if I knew what logarithmic charts were either <laughs> at that point. So this is actually what the chart looks like. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? I was basically buying a breakout. This was the first pump of all time when Bitcoin uh, hit 200 bucks. Yeah. And look, at that that moment, you had to have just been looking at that thing going, fuck, I missed it from $12. Like, Oh, of course. I am going to ride this back down to $12, but you know what? I can't hold myself and I'm just going to do it. Yeah, look at this. A few months earlier, it was a hundred bucks. So I, that, it caught bucks. a double in you know two months, um, and so I, I just remember fomoing hard because Coinbase at this time was real, real early, and we'll actually see how early it was in some of our emails together. Uh, but I think it, it takes days and days to get verified in order to buy Bitcoin. It took like a week in some cases. So here's a. Uh, this is the chart. This is where I first bought. You bought right here as well, maybe a couple days later. I actually know that I also sold my Bitcoin at 1100 because I was freaking out. Sold all 10 of them. Made the biggest, got the biggest, fastest return uh, in my investment career <laughs> at that point. And then, uh, and then went all in on Bitcoin for the rest of my life at the top. 
as as we do as everyone as that's everyone how everyone yep. enters this world right all right so let's hop in here this is an email that i sent to you on tuesday november 12th 2013 unfortunately this isn't me being like bro you gotta you gotta check out this thing that that must have happened over the phone yeah that's all i can all i can imagine is i was talking to you about it um so i just sent you an email called bitcoin stuff and it was just like i probably told you at the end of our call like bro i'll send you i'll send you everything i'll send you, you everything. Know, i'll send it i got it, it all you. i got it all down let me just send you a quick overview let me send it to you so here's what i know and it's what it's shocking that it's pretty much what I would send someone today. I wish I knew I had this email. I could have like just posted it on the website and uh, and it would have been helpful for people, honestly. I mean, that was the so, hardest so thing here. whenever you talk to people was like, all right, let me send you some stuff. And then you would just look at like, where do I even begin? Because you've got all these things in yeah. your brain and you're trying to simplify something that's very complex that you still don't quite understand completely. And I remember totally. spending so much time drafting up these emails and I'd get like a template and I'd use it for like six months. And send it yep. to everyone. I did. I actually sent this email to a f- few other people, a few other buddies. My buddy Brandon Marks. I sent him this email, and I was like, "Let me know if you have any questions." <laughs> and, and and he replied back. He's like, "How do I make money?" That was. <laughs> That's normally what it comes down to. That's normally yeah. yeah. And pretty sure knowing him i'm I, he did not buy bitcoin at this yeah. time only only you and i did which is actually one of the beauties of going down this rabbit hole was discovering and we've talked about this before like you were the only one i could convince with my <laughs> with my superpowers <laughs> your little brother the only dude you could convince <laughs> exactly uh, yeah so go through this here Let, let's break down uh, what i sent you about bitcoin we can go through it pretty quick all right so there will only ever be 21 million bitcoins mined ever the creators of Bit- the creators of Bitcoin. The creators, those guys. Those guys. They already mined six million of them before taking it public. <laughs> Was it an IPO? The first ICO, maybe. Uh, and then I, I linked to a couple of YouTube videos. These are like the OG, like what is Bitcoin videos. If you, uh, I, actually, I should have pulled them up. They, they, I didn't want to play them on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're like very, very simple Bitcoin videos. And then there's one about uh, Bitcoin mining. And if you watch both of them, you could, you could just be like, whoa. whoa. Basically, that's that's what you get out of it. Um, how it works, a little bit of a technical explanation. And where did Bitcoin come from? I linked you to Satoshi's first uh, email, Money. you know, when he al- announces the white paper. Speculation on who Satoshi is. Coindesk was apparently around. And also, oh, by the way, all of these URLs are HTTP. No HTTPS. Isn't that funny? The market cap, coin market cap didn't exist back then. When I was looking at bitcoincharts.com, Bitcoin which doesn't exist com. anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. And then, you know, I got to convince people that this is a good investment opportunity. Of course. So I got to tell you who you're co-investing with. The, the Facebook Twins. founders, the Winklevoss. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You and you and uh, the Winklevoss are getting in on this. They own 1% of the entire Bitcoin economy, I made sure to point out. And uh, Chamath Palahapatia, our old Facebook all the early Facebook investor boys. guy. All the Facebook boys. Both of these in. are Facebook guys, yeah. if you think about it. And then ways to buy Bitcoin. Ooh. You can buy it in person. The benefits of an in-person transaction include anonymity, transacting cash, and instant transfer. I think that part probably blew people's minds. 
And local Bitcoins, you know, they were big for a long time. They I think were. they finally got taken out by like the government in some weird way. Well, there was something there, it seemed like. It was like, oh, like, this is this is the way to do it completely anonymous. But then it just started seeming very weird and sketchy. Yeah. I mean, like it's just the idea of like signing on to some website, connecting your bank account. That was the other option. Right. right. So if you had cash and especially if you wanted to do it anonymously, you would just buy it from another human in person, do like a sketchy like Craigslist style kind of uh, meet and greet, swap cash for Bitcoin. Using the government's, the government's anonymous uh, monetary system of cash. Yeah, exactly. So you could buy it in person using a and Bitcanary that doesn't exist anymore, mm. unfortunately. Next next option is uh, you can buy it through an exchange, similarly to how you would trade stocks. I say, using Bitstamp or Mount Gox. Why not? Give Mount Gox a try. Put everything you got in there. You know, lucky for us, I think we couldn't figure out Mount Gox. You had to like go to Seven Eleven. And deposit <laughs> cash. Luckily, we didn't get an amount Gox. Uh, there's an investment trust. We would never do something like that. I don't know why I even put it as an option. Or last option, Coinbase. If you want, Coinbase. you can try that. You can also accept it as payment. BitPay still exists to this day. One of the most popular uh, payment processors in the crypto space. Or you can trade it. You can trade it with Bitstamp or Mt. Gox or some terminal called RBTC, RTBTC. Mm. I'll link to some APIs. And then I have to give you as the last, the last little uh, insight, a live stream recording of Bitcoin crashing down to ten cents, <laughs> just to. That was your way of saying this is not investment yeah. advice, and <laughs> right. This is my disclaimer. That was your disclaimer, and here right. it is going to nothing, just so you can watch it in, in real time. Exactly. I think we've all seen this recording. This guy who's just like real time. You're just watching the price crash, 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 and he's like freaking out. Uh, it's an old, old video. So November 20th, uh, you reply, you say, I still haven't gotten the money deposited into my account for verification. The below website has some pretty bad reviews of bit space coin, coin. toward the bottom part. Have you heard much about their customer satisfaction, etc.? <laughs> oh shit. I think you're uh, talking about Coinbase, but I maybe. But, but maybe also I called like it Bitcoin. About, yeah, you're like Bitcoin has some pretty bad reviews. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, you're like I don't know. And then I'm sending you a how do you buy bitcoins dot com. Uh huh. Link. Oh my goodness! And this is like you know quite a bit later. I'd bought two weeks sooner. I think, but you're waiting for your money to get on there. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, so this is November. And uh, what I remember we end up doing, there's not a lot of detail about this in my email, but I like bought Bitcoin on your behalf and then you wired me money. Yep. 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 I think that's what we ended up doing. And then we like did a little swapsies because uh, you, you just couldn't get the money on there quick enough. Um, and I'm like, damn, dude, I had my finger on the trigger to buy more last night at 443. But Coinbase didn't have any Bitcoins to sell. <laughs> Frustrating, I know. They are growing their team at an insane pace and going through growing pains. It's still the most legit option around as far as I've seen. So I don't know if you remember this. You'd go to Coinbase. There was no chart. There was no placing a limit order. Uh, it was like a form, just like a basic form. It showed the price. You could type in how many you wanted to buy and you just hit buy. And then it would just say 
er, sorry, there's no, no bitcoins are available. Oh my god, I don't and even that remember it. that. Yeah, I literally yeah. don't even remember that. You know, yeah, they were Bitcoin only for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and yeah. there was no. It wasn't an exchange. You would just sort of like buy from them or sell to them. That's how it worked. Yeah. And they were probably taking that order and on the back end just like manually purchasing it or something. Who knows? I, I don't knows know where they were getting their Bitcoin. That's a good point. <laughs> no idea. They had, a, they had a guy with cash going to the physical <laughs> local Bitcoin guy. <laughs> exactly. They had a guy planted at uh, at Burger King. And when they get an order and they would just call him and then he'd bring in the next walk in. So, yeah, I'm like, uh, so I tell him, man, I, I tell you, I can't buy Bitcoins because Coinbase doesn't have any. And you're like, burn. Bitstamp looks pretty legit. We've never used Bitstamp, actually. Oh, maybe. Because the next email I say, Bitstamp was down all night. So they're having issues keeping up with demand. Um, And I'm like, I don't want to connect my bank account to some random foreign company. That doesn't have the same protections required to do business in the U.S. Bitstamp is in Slovenia. Where the fuck is that? (laughs) Look at us trying to like, trying to. (laughs) We're taking this completely just distributed. I mean, not even yet. Just this black market tech that we're trying to like formalize and justify why it should be, you know, some legit like banking company, you know? Yeah. But it's just our, our our brain is just seeing how sketchy this seems, right? And it's, it's totally. hard to throw money at it. We're coming up with it all is, the reasons. But we're also yeah. FOMOing, right. right? We're like trying to, yes. we're tracing this shit down. We're going to go to the corners of the earth to find these Bitcoins, <laughs> bit right? Coins. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, I just stumbled on this interview with the CEO of China's largest Bitcoin exchange, BTC China. There we go. And I send you a, a video of that. And you're like, good find. And his younger brother founded Litecoin. This should be us. God, I have no <laughs> recollection of any of this shit. Yeah, this should be us. I agree with it. I agree with the previous version of you. Uh, that should have been us. So this was our this was our next little thread here. I also can't help but hop over to uh, Mount Gox. This is the chart that I was using at the time. I, for whatever reason, I wasn't using the Bitstamp chart. Bitstamp mm. is the longest running um, chart. In, in Bitcoin, which is why we use it for a lot of stuff. If you go yep. to the Bitstamp chart, most technical analysis guys use the Bitstamp chart because it just goes all the way back to uh, 2011, September 2011. So it's kind of like has the most history. Here's That's a fun fun view to see where we bought there. But yeah, so the Mt. Gox chart, this is the one that I send you in the next email. Let's check it out here. So this is the next day. You said, finally, all good to go on on Coinbase. Thanks for the transfer. That's how I remembered. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that one. Way. So the real question is, do I wait for the dip here from this crazy run? Will there ever be one? and will Or will I just continue to regret? Some things never fucking change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Looks like today might be a big day if Bitcoin gets approved for political donations, Political donations. Right? Yeah, so we're already like, you know, we're on we're on crypto Twitter. We're like... What, following the news we think some big event it's like the etf of its of its it day it's all the same shit there's always something like this right mm-hmm. this thing that this catalyst that we're waiting for that's going to change everything Donations. and then you, you 
And then you're asking me for some uh, investment advice here, which I think it's legal uh, between brothers to give financial advice. Absolutely. Let's pretend like Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Uh, you have plans of purchasing more here in the short term? Question mark. I'm like, yeah, I'm still pissed I couldn't buy more two nights ago. But I'll buy more on the dip. But I might buy some at 800 too. We were just talking about 400. Right. Uh, <laughs> now we're double. A couple days later. <laughs> yeah. If it looks like it's going to break out of that range, I'm, I'm going to buy some more apparently. Remember that chart I first showed you? It held up amazingly well. Click the play button on the right. Uh, to draw the new lines that happened since I made the chart. This is the Mount Gox chart, by the way, mm-hmm. that I uh, that I linked to here. The old resistance line became a support line. The way it bounced off that line is super bullish. If it breaks through in a strong way, then watch out below. But otherwise, we should chill above that line or higher. We're in new territory. So this that's this uh, this Mount Gox chart I show you here. So yeah, I'm talking about that that beautiful uh, resistance line that we're just breaking above. Um. But the fun part is when you press the play button. So the play button shows what happens after the moment I created this chart. Right? Boom. So we get the play button. We get a massive breakout. We retest it. And then... Second retest. Fucking out. Not just that. This is the end of Mt. Gox. This is Mt. Gox getting hacked. All the coins going bye-bye. And the end of the chart, there's not another day for Mt. Gox printing another price. Wild. And it stays right above the, before it goes off, stays right above that support line there at the bottom. That is weird, right? What are the chances? But yeah, this is it. This is Mt. Gox going offline. It's done. And they're still trying to figure out in courts how to get the these Bitcoins back to back to some people, right? I was down to 100 bucks it shows on here. What did it, Do you remember yep. what it ended up going down to? Um, I don't, but we can look at it right here. Yeah, there you go. Boom. End of Mount Gox crashes here. So that's us. hundred bucks. I mean, I think yeah. the Mount Gox price started to completely decouple yeah, who from knows? everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just... Because it was like impossible to get money there, impossible to get it out. Yeah. It was doing um, something. It, it, yeah, it went offline. But this is the end of it right up here. This this was the, uh, the Luna of its day. This was the FTX moment. This is the, the first big FTX moment in crypto, right? This is when we all discovered... Not your keys, not your coins. Yeah. This was like the beginnings of and that. And think about that. That's like the end of friggin' Bitcoin in everyone's brain at that time. And the look, end. you're still, you know, you had a little retrace, right? And little being, mm-hmm. you know, 1150, 1200 down to 470. Crypto winter. But once again, you zoom out, it doesn't even fucking look that bad, right? No. Good reminder, because we Just, still deal with that shit today. We deal with it all the time. Every cycle has its, has its, its boom and bust, right? And so this is the crypto winter. Bottoms out at 150, which is like the top of the previous little bump that it had on its way up. Bottoms out at 150 at the bottom of crypto winter, and then goes on its next run, which we'll we'll get to. So yeah, so that was our our chat about uh, FOMOing in at maybe at 800, which was still in, right? Yeah. This is November 20th, and so the next email. This is the 23rd, a couple days later. I send you, oh, coin mar- coinmarketcap.com. I guess that existed. Oh, market caps for each alt currency. Right, so this is this was the next fun part. So this is us. This is us getting into shit coins. Yep, this is the intro one to week, shit coins. One week later. Our lives have never been the same. We're ready to go. We're shit coining already. And you're like, good find. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the best way to go about buying some of the following? I think it's well worth the risk for both of us to throw some cash at these 
just in case. Beyond quicker algorithms for mining and etc., any of them really standing out? And so you copy and pasted a few of the coins from CoinMarketCap. And uh, so obviously Bitcoin was number one still at this point. But then is Litecoin, Peercoin, Namecoin, ProtoShares, and Feathercoin. You're asking me, like, let's, let's get in on some of these. Bitcoin did so well, right? Let's, let's get in on some of the rest. And I say Litecoin is the only other one that seems promising at this point. Feathercoin seems way too early and is focused on community. community. Namecoin isn't really a currency, but is, as far as other interesting attributes, Namecoin definitely fits that. And then uh, I linked a, a stack exchange just talking about Namecoin, which Namecoin is like the ENS of its day. It was mm. like you could buy decentralized domain names on the blockchain, and it was like a Bitcoin fork. Talk about we, early. You and I, yeah, I don't think either of us ever got into it. So yeah, I'm like, Litecoin is the only one. And it's like, how do you buy Litecoin? I want to get some tonight. Oh boy, I'm hooked. Uh, I've read, I've, I've read a uh, transfer bitcoins from Coinbase to Litecoin on what BTCE, and this is when we, uh, this is when we discover BTCE, which they got taken out. BTCE got taken out by a government. I don't remember the backstory. I could, we could go dig a, a little. God, I'm trying to. I could have sworn I like bought some of my early Bitcoin on BTCE also, and then transferred it, but. Maybe not. Maybe it was always Coinbase. Maybe it was Litecoin and stuff that I got on BTCE. So we never connected our bank account to BTCE. Right. Uh, stable coins didn't exist. Yeah. So the only way for us to get crypto off of B- on BTCE, which is where they sold Litecoin, was for us to buy Bitcoin on Coinbase and then transfer it to BTCE. Got it. And then buy, and then it buy with Litecoin Bitcoin. with Bitcoin. With Bitcoin. That's yep. right. Oh, yeah. This is what I go over right here. Buy, uh, create a BTCE account. Go to finances, click deposit next to BTC. Uh, this gives you a Bitcoin address to send Bitcoin to. Go to Coinbase and send BTC to your BTCE address. It takes some time. Now buy Litecoin. That was my process. Man, and I can only imagine. And, I read that and thought my Bitcoin address, I was looking at all the numbers and algorithms, probably just going, what the fuck? What am I doing? <laughs> and you know, we weren't doing self-custody yet either. We were holding on Coinbase. Um, and we were transferring from Coinbase directly to BTCE. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine doing anything mm. like that today. And it's funny. I look if I go back in my Coinbase account, they've like scrubbed all of my transaction history from the record. They don't even want Damn. me to know what I did back then. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is the last email. Actually, the next stuff is just me doing like going down the e-commerce rabbit hole. So after this, this was you know twenty days later, I went all in on Bitcoin here. Like I actually, I sold a lot of Bitcoin um, at the top of this, so to speak. And then I started accepting it as payment for my marketing company. Right. And then I spent the next all of winter, what is this, 2014 through 2016, just losing, man. Just hurting. Believing, believing, but hurting, which is exactly what we just went through over the past year, year and a half. Right. Yeah. This crypto winter, waiting for the halving. You know, we didn't have like uh, Plan B at this point, or our uh, our stock to flow analysis, or understanding that the the having kicks off a supply shock, or we really even knowing start going back up. that that things come back. Right, this was still like the risk curve was still much higher at this point. It was like this thing yeah. did this once, it might never fucking do it again. Right, um, that's right. And really, no big names talking about it. Like it was, it was a it was a dark place. 
And quite honestly, I personally, I, I would have gone away. Um, you stuck yeah. at it. And whenever we talked, you were like, just so fired up. And I'm like, you know, this is, this is some serious conviction of something that just, <laughs> I don't even fucking know still at this point what's going on. Um, but you were just, yeah. dude, you were fired up. <laughs> I was stacking. I was stacking, stacking as many Bitcoins as I could all the way from a thousand down to 150. Yeah. Is the bottom of the first cycle. To the point, like let's call it, you literally built a company to accept it. Like that was your way of, if I'm not going to have a bunch of cash to keep throwing at this thing, I'm going to start a company and accept it. Like that was your whole, you built a company That's around it. executing on this, right? That's what I did. Yeah. Cause I'd already, I bought, you know, 2,500 bucks worth was the most I could invest. Yeah. And I turned it into 25K, paid my taxes. I had 15K after that. And what am I going to do? Buy more Bitcoin with 15K and just wait for <laughs> wait for it to happen again? Or no, I wanted to I wanted to accelerate that. And the only way I came up with to do it was either to mine Bitcoin, which is just not I'm not a miner, it's not not my thing, or I could get people to pay me in it. And that's why I started my biz. So I was stacking Bitcoin the whole way down and the whole way up. And there was no crypto Twitter really. The Bitcoin talk forums were where we were hanging out. Yep. Um, talking about Bitcoin. Satoshi was in there in the early days talking Bitcoin. Um, and then that became kind of like the, the place for crypto. And then Reddit became like, it, it opened up from Bitcoin talk, became Reddit was the, the spot to talk crypto. And it wasn't until um, Bitcoin Cash forks off sometime over here in 2017, I believe. That's when uh, everyone went to crypto. We started going to crypto Twitter because Reddit became a cesspool of misinformation and yeah, so this was this was the ride, man. That was the ride. That was the the memory lane. The only other thing I found in my email was I sent an email to my buddy Ian in 2011. I said nothing. I just sent him a link to something about Bitcoin on Quora. Too bad I didn't listen to my own advice back in 2011. I didn't. There wow, probably was no 11, way to even buy it. I didn't even. I just realized you said 11. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had to mine it. It was like the only way to get it in 2011 was to mine because there was no Mt. Gox even. Damn, May of 2011. Um, Crazy. So that's it, dude. That's uh, Bitcoin through the ages. That's This is the 10-year the anniversary. And uh, it's just amazing how similar all those experiences that we had, how similar they are to today. For sure. And the fact that we still question things at times with this much information, seeing how much progress, seeing the people involved, it's like it reminds you like to just just follow the path here. Like this thing's, you know, um, clearly, clearly going in one direction and it's going to be yep. a wild ride, but you know, conviction is key. Um, and it, something I was going to point out too, at this point in time, we went through this multiple times over the course of, you know, 13 to call it even 18. But you know, this, we were so fired up that this is what we were talking about. And we'd be at like social gatherings and like, yeah, you were just, you know, people just, it was like, you were a freak. And then when there was bull runs, right, everyone's hitting you up and you talk to anybody like, dude, how do I do it? How? And you'd spend time. Like I, I put so much time into trying to help people send them information, do these long, like come home from parties. And there was like these three people are like, dude, send me more info. And I would take these emails. I was switching around the links, like making sure sending them off. To people. I, everything. I have a thread on here. That's got like 25 forwards that I'd edited and sent to people. And uh -huh. people just, dude, they, they don't, they don't do anything, right? No. Um, and you'd follow up once or twice, dude. Any need any help? How was it? And any and just nothing. And then every time you see him now, it's like some some of these people are ten years later, um, 
dude, we should have just should have listened to you. I remember when you, yeah. but but it's not too late. So I'll do it now. And you're like, you know what? And they still don't do it, right? So they you don't. try, man. It's just it's hard when you're when you're in a land by yourself, regardless of what it is that you're doing or have done. It's it's hard to convince people, man. People are busy, and and if it's not easy, if it's not simple, I mean, nowadays at least they can like. I think what you can buy seventy five hundred bucks worth on your debit card now or something on Coinbase, probably. Um, yeah, but you know, it just it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. So that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we were using this sketchy thing called Coinbase, uh, and then we were trying like the the transferring thing was so interesting because you remember like ICO mania days when like we were like buying Ethereum on BTCE and then transferring it to some ICO and like now the same things happen across with with cross chain. Is what I was thinking about because yep. that's like because now we have dexes, right? right. Uh, before that, it was only centralized exchanges. Um, so, but we're doing the same thing. All this, like, oh, I can't get the money here. Like, can you front me over here on this chain, and then I'll transfer you some <laughs> stable coins over there, or all that? It's like it's the same recurring pattern, yeah. right? And then to your point about your buddies that you're trying to convince, I mean, maybe this was this was me, not taking my own advice in the first time I discovered it. Right. Right. Like, so I think everyone, the first, the first impression is like, that sounds cool. Maybe, maybe I'll keep an eye on it. You know, like, uh, I don't really understand it well enough to like put my hard earned money into it, but I'll keep an eye on it. That was your best advice then, always yeah. was buy a little bit. Even if it's $10 worth, buy a little bit. It'll make you a little body and you'll follow it. And I mean, that was the best. Anyone that did that actually ended up getting, getting involved. Right. Or unfortunately, some of those people were the ones, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'll just send you 0.1 Bitcoin and uh, so you can like play around with it and try it out. And don't don't forget to write down your 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 seed phrase. (laughs) (laughs) They all lost it. Every single one of them. That was not the best way to onboard people either. It's hard to be a Bitcoin evangelist, you know, even uh, it always has been. It always will be. So, yeah, that's memory lane, dude. Um, Luckily, uh, it's gone well for us. I'm so glad. uh, of all the people I was able to convince to to hop along on this wild journey, you're the one. And uh, here we are, three cycles later, going into a fourth. Boom, four is on deck. And we're going to start getting hit up by all those people again. So what's our game plan this time? How are we going to... What are we going to do? How are we going to convince people that uh, when they when they hit us up is always at the top, right? So like, how do we get people now to see it? This is, this is the hard part. It is, man. You know... And here's the other thing I've noticed too is that as soon as you bring it up or you talk to people about it, um, you start getting just a slew of anytime something negative pops up, they forward it to you or they mm, send it yep. to you. And it's like, <laughs> it's like just I thinking about that with Bitcoin or crypto, you know? Yeah. It's like, I didn't, you know, we're not doing this so you can just send us all the, ne- I, you know, people are just very risk adverse, man. I mean, as humans, yeah. that's, that's in our DNA. Um, and you sent me, you know, we talked about this even, you sent me a tweet a couple of weeks ago that talked about, you know, like the risk curve and where you should try to live at all times, somewhere in the middle, right? Like don't, don't be so risk adverse that you miss opportunity and don't also be yes. a full degenerate and lose it all. Right. And there's this middle yes. ground that unless you dip a toe in there, it's really hard to, you know, there's a lot of shady shit that comes out about crypto yeah. in general. It's narratives, it's it's news networks, it's you name it. There's garbage that gets the hacks, out there. The, the hacks. Yep. Um, you know, we're watching FTX. Like, do you know how many um, you know, grandparents and or like 
parents of of in-law like you name it right even people that finally i got to like buy a bitcoin or do something they've been sending me ftx updates every time something shady and you're like i know it's shitty it was really shady and this happens every cycle i'm not surprised right nope um, surprise at all but you know people are going to try to to make it seem like uh what you're doing is is risky and it's not right but you follow the path have the uh have the conviction that that uh gerbs over here had in 2013 when he was in my ear um and i think that's the key man you find something you believe in you go deep and uh you got to invest for the long term and ride out the cycles yeah i really wish we had some of that chatter about like what we believed in like it was all chatter about uh about like fomoing in a um, price and investing and trading. Yeah. Right. Well, I think your angle initially was through an e-commerce lens, right? And sure. that was one and enough. Like you started having, you know, accounts of yours like frozen without warning and money just sitting in accounts that you couldn't access that you needed. Yeah. And it was like fuck this. Like this is a new world and a new monetary system and a new way of of sticking it to the man, right? Like that's what drove you at first. Um, Absolutely. And I wish I, I'd, I'd wish I'd put that down on paper, though. You know, like part, I wish part of my that email I sent to you. I wish there was a thing that was like, here's why this is important. Yeah. Uh, There's got to be even Twitter had nothing. Huh? I guess it was too early. I mean, yeah, you were on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't tweeting about it. I just it felt it felt I, I wanted to make sure to like record my buy because. I don't know. Maybe I foresaw this moment in the yeah, future. Yeah. Like ten years, I probably said ten years from now. I want to look back at that and and then see whether I was a genius or an idiot. Right? Yeah, yeah. That was Dude, uh, that's what I what I put on there. Was I a genius or an idiot? <laughs> well, also, I don't know. I think both. <laughs> because when in doubt, split wow, it down the middle. Yeah. My life changed from that moment forward in in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, and it actually got real dark for a lot of days there before it got light again, and then dark again, and then light again, and dark again. <laughs> And that's been my life story ever since. Exactly. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think there's there's probably a few different uh, narratives you could have taken early on to believe why this was going somewhere. And I think yours was very rare. I think the e-commerce was something that you believed in and were personally struggling with at the time, like the 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 online banking side of e-commerce. Um, and that's what drove you in. And it didn't matter which one it was that brought you in. Uh, and the, the crazy thing is a lot of these different things that people follow, you know, it could have been, it could have been a, um, hedge against inflation could have been, you know, yep. an early out, uh, early narrative that people would have taken. All of them would have been fine. They would have got you to the same place, but it's interesting yeah, to see that's that a good point. they get you to the same place, but you know, some of them are still yet to be determined, right? We still see sometimes Bitcoin being tied to the NASDAQ, right? I mean, we see decoupling mm-hmm. now we're starting to see the, the, the gold narrative, right? The digital gold narrative. But we keep saying that, but every run we think that's coming. It still might not, right? So you just don't know, man. It's true. But uh, over the long term, yeah. I think 10, 20, 30 years, I mean, these are all going to come true. Yeah, that's an interesting point is that the primary narrative, even within the core Bitcoin community, has shifted a lot over the years. Um, I, it was all about payments in the earliest days. And then slowly it became more about store of value. Mm-hmm. And this this hedge against inflation thing, like, we we just weren't talking about the store of value narrative at all in the early days. Um, and then once Bitcoin Cash forked off and they were like, no, all we care about is payments. Let's just build a chain of Bitcoin that all we all 
with surrounded by people who care about payments only. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've seen how that's gone. It's basically down a lot, obviously, compared to to Bitcoin. So it's kind of you just follow the core. Bitcoin, you know, uh, the chain forks. The chain has this ability to fork. The narratives kind of is what forks off. It's not just the chain that forks off. The narrative forks Mm -hmm. off. And whatever the strong narrative at the time is the main chain that keeps going. The one with the most hash hash power, the most narrative power. That the most people uh, believe in and are running. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I mean, my understanding of Bitcoin has evolved so much over over that amount of time. And uh, who knows what the next narrative will be. But that's such a good point that none of them matter. Like, who cares what your what narrative you believe in? This thing is a rocket ship, and people are finding value in it. Maybe across all of these narratives, yeah. And they're all growing exponentially. So we're all trying to like everyone wants an answer to why is Bitcoin up today? Why is it gonna? Why? Why, why do you think after the halving it's gonna do this? Why do you think that? It doesn't matter actually because it's just going up. Like that's that's what we see. That's what the chart says. It would be uh, it would be a choice of like, are you gonna invest in uh, the early internet? Or are you going to invest in a website, right? It's very similar. Mm-hmm. It's like the internet's growing regardless. There's going to be a bunch of different websites, a bunch of different SaaS companies, a bunch of shit is going to come out of this, right? Mm. Just find a reason why the internet's going to grow and why it's going to be more than email and just fucking go, right? That's right. And you know, you couldn't buy the internet. You couldn't invest in internet. You know, the, all you could do was buy into companies building on the internet or you could like buy the NASDAQ essentially it was like the yeah, closest yeah. thing you could do to buying the internet um but bitcoin has is a currency and the the, opportunity and the foundation and the innovation and the innovation yeah great all rolled into one and so that's that's really where the opportunity makes that like who who knows where this goes like just like who knows where the internet's gonna go who knows where it'll go next it's, it's going into vr right aren't we all supposed to be in the metaverse by now or something or uh, or is that just going to, is the metaverse going to, f- the first incarnation of it's going to be on the blockchain, not even on the internet? <laughs> it may happen. We might be, yeah. in, we, we're going to be in flying cars with VR headsets. That's it. It's all going to yeah, happen. Yeah, flying cars time. are going to happen. They're just going to be virtual cars and we're going to be sitting on our couch at home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, this, uh, cool, man. I mean, this was awesome. I think that, you know, I think the most powerful thing out of it is looking back to those times and realizing that majority of it's still the same. There's still yeah. times where we hit each other up and go, dude, we're at 35 right now. It's early. It wasn't supposed to do this. What happens um, when this ETF gets approved? Is this yeah. going to happen? You know, is this cycle going to start earlier than the rest? I mean, there's still these what ifs. And at the end of the day, the only answer is to dollar cost average. Um, it's still, you know, it's still early. Um, I don't think there's a bad time. And stay close to it. And, uh, you know, this thing's going to keep going. We know it is over the long term and I, there's nowhere else I feel more comfortable putting, putting my money. I couldn't agree more. And just to add to that also, just be long. Like this isn't a, a trade. This is an investment. And that's the only reason we're here today with some Bitcoin in our pockets still is because we're very long and we didn't sell it all at the top of, at the top, right? Which was 1100 at the time. That's right. Well, we're going to do this again soon. Uh, hopefully we do more episodes, uh, not just like this soon, but I, I want to start bringing like uh, doing some like weekly recap kind of episodes. We can talk crypto, bring a couple of new projects we're checking out or just news articles that we've seen, um, get our take and uh, go down some rabbit holes together uh, here on the BitLift pod.
I love it. Always a good time. Be sure to hit up bitlift.com slash podcast for links to everything we discussed here today. And if you got any questions or comments, come find me on crypto Twitter and say what up. That's twitter.com slash bitlift, B-I-T-L-I-F-T. And if you're deep down the crypto rabbit hole, come hang out with myself and a few hundred crypto geeks in the BitLift Discord at bitlift.com slash discord to connect. The hosts and guests of the BitLift podcast are not registered financial advisors. The thoughts and strategies discussed are simply personal opinions and should not be treated as financial advice or recommendation to make a particular investment. This show is for informational and entertainment purposes only. 